0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to The Fellowship Podcast. This is episode number one with my good friend Jesse Delgado. We had an awesome time. We talked about some amazing things, and I hope you enjoy. Please make sure to like, subscribe, uh, add us on Facebook and Instagram. And for the first two weeks, we're going to have a little contest going on. So make sure you tune in and check that out on our Instagram page at Fellowship Podcast.
1: What is going on, everybody? You're rocking with Chris Sarah on The Fellowship
0: uh welcome to the podcast. This is uh the Fellowship podcast and uh I'm here with my man Jesse delgato It's a pleasure to be here, man. <laughs> Episode 1, uno, you know, yeah. history, some something new, something yeah. fresh. Um it's cool Jesse and I've been friends for what, maybe 6 years? Yeah, what, about what year 6 did we, years. We came to the church in the same year. Um, I want to say that was 2013. So we're coming up on six years. Yeah. 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 We came to the church right about the same time. Um, both have a background or, a, um, uh, passion for media and graphic design and stuff like that. Um, I was actually kind of transitioning out of doing it at the same time Jesse was transitioning into picking it up. Mm-hmm. So we kind of started, uh, the media ministry at the church together and, uh, Now it's all his. I'm hands-free.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's great to be here, Chris, man. Get to chop it up. You know, we've uh, had the the privilege of doing life together and going through different seasons. You know, I knew you before you were married. Yeah. And then, of course, now you are married. You knew me before I was married and before having a child. And so... We've got to walk hand in hand throughout different things and, yeah. and, and build a, a good friendship, man.
0: Well, you know, I had the privilege of, of being on a church staff where we get to connect on a different level, um, get to be a part of something different. So our relationship is different than um, even other relationships that I have just because of the nature of, you know, building building the kingdom together. You know, a lot of my friends I build kingdom with, but not sure. as directly. Yeah, so, sure. you know, this is something we directly, you know, week in week out, we're grinding this thing together, just in different, uh, different Amen. avenues. Amen.
1: And you know, I mean, there's something to be said about that because it's, uh, you know, when your vision is is on the same wavelength, sometimes yeah. you know, like yeah. even though maybe I have friends who and you do too, where they're they're you know, growing church and they're involved in in staff and stuff like that, it's different when it's connected to the same vision connected to the same house.
0: Yeah. You know, definitely. you
1: kind of, there's a lot more similarities of course, cause you're, 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 you're building side by side.
0: Definitely. And it's just a, uh, something I've learned, like even the way, cause we're all constantly growing. So the way you and I grow, um, are probably a lot more in the same path than, uh, some of my friends in other ministries, um, uh, just because we're under the same leadership, we're under the same direction. We're kind of flowing in the same direction. Um, so sometimes when I meet with friends and their you know, other ministry stuff, um, uh, you know, there's just things that aren't our growth level, ours in different places. Sure. It's just something that I've learned, you know, when we're on the same track, like you're saying, we're in the same flow. Um, there's, there's a different bond. There's a different connection. Yeah, absolutely. The reasons I started this podcast is I know for me, um, so I grew up in church, did my own thing throughout high school, you know, backslid, whatever you want to call it, um, and really became a Christian, like on my own uh, after high school. Mm-hmm. And when I became a Christian, I, I found that I had to make new friends. All right. There wasn't no Drake stuff. I needed new friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and the friends that I tried to connect with some of my old friends, but I had to really sever those things for a season. Um, and for a season, I had to hang out with, uh, for at the time, kids that, were nothing like me Hmm. and it was very difficult to transition um to the point there was one point where i did backslide um like momentarily made a mistake Mm -hmm. um because i wanted to hang out with my old friends and do what they did because i connected with them more, more related to them more um and something that i've learned in the last uh, 10 plus years that I've been um, saved slash been started to I think I started in ministry about 10 years ago so I was probably on that like fence line for a year or two and in the last 10 years I've really been in this thing mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that I learned is how huge the importance of ha- the importance of having a community, having a strong yeah. friendship, who you surround yourself with. You know, um, my Sunday school teacher uh, growing up used to tell me all the time, "Dime con quién andas, y te digo quién eres," which just means, you know, tell me who you're with, and I'll tell you who you are. Right. And you know, as a young person, you're like, nah, you know that <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nothing like my homies or whatever. I can hang out with them and not be like them. I'm not a sheep. Blah blah blah. You know, and as you get older, you start to realize, yeah, that actually does uh, play a factor. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how how have you seen that um, just in your life, dude, before becoming a Christian versus, you know, really transitioning into this thing?
1: Yeah, you know, I think before becoming a Christian, it's not as apparent. You know, it's not as obvious, right? You know, you're just you feel like you're just going through life like everybody else is going through life. And, you know, I think that when you actually make the decision to make Christ Jesus your Lord, that's when things start to get a little bit more obvious. You know, like, hold on a second. These people are going in a direction... That I'm not trying to go. And you know, it's, it's amazing thing what happens when, when you receive the Lord. He really does give you a new heart and a transformation. And, and all of a sudden the things that you, you know, that you had a desire, a taste for. Yeah. All of a sudden you find yourself going like, I just don't want to do those things no more. For sure. It's not, you know, and so, you know, for me, I had a kind of a unique situation, uh, just in receiving the Lord. Uh, it was kind of a a dramatic situation that was kind of overnight for me Uh and so i i just was incredibly just overwhelmed with the presence of god and i had just this incredible experience with him and it was literally like the next day was like okay I, i need to get serious about figuring out who the lord is and what his plan and purpose is for my life. Like, I, I something's got to change. Like, it was almost immediately. So yeah. for my situation, it was kind of, uh, I didn't really have to have too many conversations with old friends mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I was just so fired up. I was telling them about Jesus, and they just <laughs> one by one just left. Yeah, Like, it was, it was actually, while I look back at it, it was actually kind of really easy for me in comparison to some of the other stories that i hear yeah where people are like man i gotta tell you know my homie i don't i'm not trying to do it there's a lot of pressure and stuff yeah, yeah. but for me it wasn't i received the lord i was all fired up i was like okay I, jesus is my savior that's it and I, I just wanted to tell all my friends and i yeah. remember having conversations one of that same day one of my homies rolled up and i was just like i just man you know what have you heard of jesus man i just started, <laughs> i just started going in on him and i remember him just going like I could see the look on his face like he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And a couple of friends had, uh, and I kind of heard the rumors and stuff, a couple of friends had, had thought it was like a fad. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. he's just in a little thing. But as time went on and they seen, they just all gradually just, it, I literally was like left with almost no friends. Yeah. Like in, in a matter of a week. Yeah. So that part was kind of different, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was that... um your friendships that you have were you always like super tight with your boys or you one of those like, cause there's some people that are like have friends and they're cool with or But yeah, it's also like, Hey, you know, we're not that close. Yeah. I mean, and then there's other people who are like, yo, you're my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're tight. Like I'm very much a person who everybody that I've ever been a friend with, um, I've always been super knit to. Yeah. I've never had like, you know, cool friends like you know i lightweight hang out mm-hmm. with them or whatever if i hang out with you like i actually enjoy your company I actually you don't know, want to be tight with you yeah you know what i mean yeah. There's, there's no such thing as halfway friends yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no well you know for me um there was kind of categories of friendships okay you know and there was the ones that were extremely close um, and there there, there was those ones. And then there were ones that were just kind of acquaintances or we had mutual interest, you yeah. know, whether it's like, OK, these are my like hustler friends. These are my partying <laughs> friends. Yeah. These are my clubbing friends. You know, like it, it, they were just like depending upon what I wanted to get into. For sure. I would just hit up certain people and we were all cool and stuff like that. Um, I, I consider myself a, you know even before Christ, a pretty, you know, caring guy. Like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. out to try to do nobody wrong. So I, I had a lot of friendships, even though a lot of them were maybe superficial gotcha. or just like for certain level. Yeah. yeah, but they were, you know, I, I, for what it was, it, for sure. it seemed like it was, you know. But, yeah, it was kind of like I had only a few. I had trust issues growing up, man. For sure. <laughs> so I had a <laughs> few that were really close. You know what's crazy, man, is is, is there was a handful of people. I mean, a, a lot of people actually most of the friendships that i had quote unquote didn't even know where i lived like you know what i mean like that's the that's the kind of trust issues you know it was like you know only only a handful of people actually like had ever been over to my house yeah that were my
0: friends see when i when i was in high school my um I think my dad was still working nights and my mom would always work super late. So, um, I always had the house like to myself. I knew (laughs) when somebody was going to be home, (laughs) whatnot. Um, and even when my parents were home, you know, we were always very like polite around people's parents and stuff like that. We weren't rude. Um, so most of my like friends that I had, the close friends that I kept, um, it was kind of one of those things where they could walk in the door without ringing the doorbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, like yeah. I the same thing at their house. I would just walk in. I had times where I'd walk into my house and my friends are there hanging out, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without me. they're just chilling with my pops <laughs> or whatnot. Eating dinners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so most of my friendships were like that. So I know for yeah. me, that was what made like separating, um, so difficult. You know, yeah. at first I didn't want to separate. I didn't, yeah. not so much that I didn't want to. I didn't understand that I needed to, you know, I thought I can do, I can follow Christ and still, kick it with the same, keep the same circle, Yeah, you know, uh, but they weren't following Christ. Sure. So, you know, I was getting outnumbered. Yeah. Um, And eventually I had to make that separation. One of the hardest parts for me, was again like i said when i when i transitioned the church that we went to Mm -hmm. everybody that was there like uh to be pc was super suburban and i wasn't yeah yeah i I was somewhere in the middle (laughs) i'm not gonna say i was hood yeah yeah. um, but i was somewhere in the middle um but to them you know i might as well been in nwa you know like (laughs) He was the thug of the show. Yeah, to them. <laughs> they saw me. I had a, uh, I had a, uh, 89 Oldsmobile, um, okay. <laughs> tornado. It was a, it was a dope car. It was actually, my grandpa bought it brand new out of the showroom back in the day. Oh, wow. So it, it only had, it had like, he was dang near 20 years old and it had, 50,000 miles on it. Wow. You know, cause he, he had a company car during the week. So it was a brand new car. He had it tuned up all the time. It was clean, but they just saw this, you know, so it was just, oh, Chris got a scraper. He's got yeah. one of those, uh, you know, hood cars, one of those box cars. Yeah, and if it, you're, if you're Mexican, there's just certain cars you can drive. Yeah.
1: I had a, I had a 1980 Malibu. That was my first car and I had it on 13 inch <laughs> rims and, it just was all bad everywhere I went. Yeah, I had to stock everything, but it did have white walls, though. Yeah, white walls, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you know, when. I, so when I tried to, like, making friends, they just saw me as the hood kid. Yeah. You know, even the church kids, they were good. They were all good kids, and I eventually um, made really good friendships, something that I still have to this day. But... It was it was hard. It was an adjustment, mm. you know, to where hanging out with people who were more like me. Sure. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you have any of that like transition of like trying to find people to connect with in the body?
1: Yeah. You know, that was actually my biggest struggle. So, you know, disconnecting from the friends that I had. Like I said, that was that was easy. Mm-hmm. But my biggest struggle was actually finding new friends that that believed where I was, you know, on the same path that I was trying to go and trying to find those new friends. That was actually my biggest struggle, and it took me a long, long time. Yeah. And, you know, up until coming to Elevate Life Church, our church, uh, I never really had that still. Yeah. You know, like even friendships like with you and other people in our church, um, I, I had to struggle making those kind of friendships. And I think, I think it was probably kind of. You know, maybe some of that old mentality of like, okay, I got these friends that if I want to do this, you know, I didn't have people that I just did life with. uh,
0: What's it? uh, Compartmentalize. Yeah, right. That word, your friends. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like you know, you're my friend if I want to study. you're my friend if we're trying to go to the concert. You're my friend if you know what I mean. We're trying to go find girls or something. Yeah, yeah. Christians do that too, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But you know, like if we're trying to go to the the and you're my prayer session, you know, if I want to pray for four hours, I know I can call you. Like yeah, we're trying to study, we'll go with you, and so. Uh I had a hard time um Definitely. finding friendships, d- developing friendships, and you know I probably had about three or four maybe yeah. and that's pushing it of just close friends that were on the same similar walk that I was actually doing life with it the people that i could people that I could actually confide in when I was struggling yeah or going through things um and so yeah that was a real difficult thing for me yeah it was real difficult and very much like you you know the first church that i was a part of was very different from the culture that i grew up in yeah you know and i was kind of looked at as that guy the same thing you know (laughs) like back in the day i used to have long hair and cornrows and you know i mean some of the old habits some yeah i know some of the old habits too like i trip out because it was so normal like you know smoking weed was one of them, yeah. you know that was one of the things i, d- I didn 't really get convicted of that when I came into christ <laughs> and I just it was just a normal thing yeah and I just thought you know I remember going when I first started going to church. I remember you know rolling a blunt before church i wouldn 't smoke, but I would go in there and I would hear the word, and then I'd Have come ready out. for after. yeah, <laughs> and i 'd come out and that would be like, "Man, good word, you know like i 'm a me mentally, on me. Like, you know I'm like, and I just thought that I mean you know for a little while, I yeah. felt like that was normal to me, like yeah. it, it just you know and I had you know, so the whole thing for me was you know trying to find that connection, doing life with people. It was a it was a real big struggle for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's super hard, especially when you're not connected. And then they're like, "Oh, you want to come to a Bible study?" And you're yeah. like, "Yeah, I know I should." Yeah, but it's you know, just awkward with and, you guys. And
1: I think the <laughs> biggest thing that threw me off, and now I look back and I see how the Lord used that, yeah, for you know for good, and how He actually he matured me through that. But at the time, it was hard because we didn't share anything other than the fact that we both loved Jesus. Yeah, and it was like if I, I remember thinking at different times, like. If I didn't love Jesus I probably wouldn't be nowhere around you, you <laughs> right? cuz we don't have nothing else Definitely. in common you Definitely. know and that's kind of hard like they're cool people and and, and all that but other than Jesus, we don't share really nothing else. No music, no taste, no style. No, uh, especially the past. For you sure. know, sometimes I would speak in these groups, <laughs> and I would feel like everybody's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and I'm thinking like, "That's not." normal. I didn't say I shot anybody. I'm Dang. like, "That's not normal." Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, it really made me feel, and then and then it caused me to feel more like sure. I'm not going to share. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to play like. You know, oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. all good. You know, yeah, I like know? Barney, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I know that was a huge adjustment for me. Um, what's funny is a lot of my stuff, you know, I hate to say it was like just built in prejudices or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, because I actually grew up very similar to them. I just didn't dress like them like mm. skinny jeans did not work on a big boy yeah yeah i mean now they slim jeans could do all right with me all but, with but skinny <laughs> jeans i still ain't rocking those you know um so it was funny like they started talking about music and i'm like oh yeah i like screamo They're like what you like screamo dude you got baggy pants on and jordans i'm like yeah yeah i grew up on that stuff like well, the guy who used to take me to church as a kid like he was in a heavy metal band so i was super into all this stuff so once they got past the surface it was a lot easier connect but a lot of times it was like you said like i had to finally get to a place and i think it was after i kind of backslid a little bit like i said you know Mm -hmm. that one time that i messed up in while i was transitioning that i had to just tell myself and become mature enough to see that for this season christ being the only thing that that we have in common has to be enough yeah it has to be yeah i just have to we can build on that Mm -hmm. like i would rather build on that Sure. foundation right yeah then to go to somebody that I have heck of in common with but the foundations a, you know sink and sand yeah yeah you know i mean and i think i think when you
1: you know just looking back at it that's the sacrifice. Absolutely. You know, that's part of the sacrifice that, that he asked us to make, but at the same time it's just for a season. Yeah. Because now I look at my life and there's an abundance of relationships. Totally. There's an abundance of people that I that I confide in. There's an abundance of people that I that I fellowship and create with, yeah. like you, and you know, there's so many people that I can just see that enrich my life and I don't feel disconnected or alone or any of those things that I felt. But yeah. I had to go through that season kind of, of separation to and like you said to where it was christ had to be enough okay yeah. if if you got that in common and and we then we're friends that's yeah. all we need
0: and i think one of the biggest thing was just realizing like the life that i have isn't the life that i want mm. so if christ is the life that i want then i got to be focused on that and if yeah. you're focused on that you know i don't care what you're into mm-hmm. yeah i mean like there was kids that you know I'd probably like halfway beat up for, mm. <laughs> you know, beforehand. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh, we're into my little pony. I'm like, you grown man. How are you into my little pony? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's okay. You love Jesus. I love Jesus. We're going, we're going to move forward. I'm going to do my best to not <laughs> clown you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's seasons like that. You know, I think it's especially important for, um, uh, a young believer, especially if you find yourself in a church, in a place where you're being fed, and you don't see the people that you want to connect with right away, push through. Because if you're being fed there, mm. if you really feel like God is touching you, speaking to you there, he'll provide the people. You know what I mean? The, the people will come. But I'd rather do that than be church hopping, trying to find some place where I fit in sure. and missing out on what God has for me at that place where I didn't
1: yeah no that's a great point and and you know i i even just thinking about this story and conversations that i've had telling it and sharing it with other people that's really where i learned how to worship god yeah you know because it wasn't easy yeah i really had to be there for one sole reason and that was to connect with my heavenly father like it wasn't because it was comfortable it wasn't because it was my style it wasn't because i fit in with everybody it wasn't because it was easy it was because i had a hunger and i believe that god led me to that church and I had I had one thing to do and that was make the most out of it yeah. and learn to connect even when the songs and I even remember bringing friends to that <laughs> church and I would always have to tell them like I would always it would always come with like a little disclaimer <laughs> yeah. you know I'm like hey I'm gonna take you to church you know but listen this church they, they do things a little differently <laughs> you know you might not and I remember even telling some people like the music will catch on like because it was like a lot of Chris Tomlin yeah. and like just a lot of that and and you know I remember telling them like and, and sure enough you know a month two months later they're like man that's my song like, yeah i like that song you know well, what's so, like, funny yeah, dude is like, i like, like,
0: like i said hard. i grew up on metal but at church i grew up in a very like um latin american mm. um pentecostal like oh, wow, you know where yeah. really we yeah. lightweight getting to salsa like in the middle of service yeah. you know what i mean and then we come to this ch- church that that wasn't that and i had never heard of hill song before i came to the church mm. so when they first started playing i'm like and it's coming for someone who likes rock music i was like why are they playing rock music in service <laughs> Like it threw me off, yeah, you yeah. know, um, but I had to make that adjustment. Now it's like, oh, do you listen to Hell's? Yeah, I got some good songs, yeah. you know, yeah. but when I started, it was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something different for me, too, is I didn't really have much. I didn't really have much of a context of church before, mm-hmm. you know, um, we had a neighborhood church that, that my mom would, you know, take us to and stuff, but it it was never, it never, really got into my like dna yeah you know it was never i never really it was like just cool stuff whatever's cool if it's something cool they're playing or you know whatever you know then then that's cool but other than that and then it it stopped once i got a little bit older um so i didn't really have a context for it so it's kind of like i don't know if this is how it's supposed to be or (laughs) you know uh, know? it just was different you know what i mean so totally
0: i remember um there's a, a, a book that I really like. It's called adventures in church land. Mm. Um, and it's about this. Uh, he's now a pastor. He's, I think it's in Santa Cruz. Uh, but he grew up never having an experience of church. And his first experience of church was when he was in like a rockability band, like in the UK. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, So it was a totally different experience yeah, of yeah. church yeah. than, than what we're used to. And so he talks about a lot of, about, you know, those, those walls and things like that of, you know, what is this, you know, yeah, what's going yeah. on. Um, or even thinking about like books, like crazy love um mm, francis you know chan, yeah, yeah francis chan the og uh yeah, yeah. when he talks about you know is if we look at our church and we look at the bible would they really like line up you know so it's a trip to think about you know we have sometimes this idea of what church should be or yep. for some of you know for some of us and so for some people are like i have no idea what this should look like so yeah. you know how does this line up
1: yep yep yeah. very true very true how does it
0: line up right so now that you've um so now that you become a Christian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on staff together. I hope you're saved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but has there been a time? So now that you're saved, you're walking with God, um, where since become, like you said, it, it was hard for you to open up and create those friendships and, and those um, that, that fellowship where, man, there has there been a season or a time or, or an event that you're like, man, this having a fellowship having connection with people, having, you know, a relationship uh, with with my church family or, you know, people within the the body um, where it's really come into play?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And yes, absolutely. Uh, Specifically, you know, when I think of that, I think more just it's like an accumulation, right, of of deposits. You know, it's like over time there's so many deposits. You know, I could even think of a situation where... Uh, just two weeks ago, I had breakfast with Esco, yeah. one of our, you know, and uh, you know, it was just he came and he brought a word at a right time that yeah. was right what I needed to hear, you know, that was just like super on point, and it did so much for me, you know, and those deposits happen quite regularly, you know, yeah. and even even through being connected with Pastor Sergio, you know, our, our senior pastor. He'll speak to me sometimes in his sermon message, you know, not just the message, but in his sermon uh, titles. And Mm -hmm. and it's like things like that, you know, um, when I got married, you know, that was a new thing, obviously. And and (laughs) coming in coming into marriage, I kind of had some reservations in, in regards to, you know, like, man, do I have what it takes to be successful in marriage? Yeah. You know, I've seen so many of them fail and I. You know, I just didn't know. Yes, I'm for it. I love this woman. No reservations there, but but more in the sense of like, you know, man, like, am I gonna am I gonna mess this thing up? Yeah. How do I do it God's way? Sure. And that's where you know marriage awakenings and things that are church and you know people like Arnold and Amanda and and other married couples have just been super instrumental in in providing. It's almost like. It's almost like a like a buffer. Yeah. You know, like they, like these relationships provide, you know, a surrounding and a covering to where you actually don't hit the wall mm-hmm. all the way as much as you would if yeah. you were just living by yourself. You yeah. know, um, but you kind of you kind of bump into the wall, but you don't feel the full impact yeah. because of these relationships. And, man, there's just so many of them that I can that I can think of even right now that that have played that kind
0: of role. Yeah, for sure. I know, um, that's been something huge in my life. That's why, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to start this is just to help encourage people, Amen. like yeah. be connected. Um, cause it's so easy to find ourselves not connected, mm-hmm. you know, um, so easy for our lives to get ahead of us. Yeah. I mean, not in a bad way. Life happens. Yeah. I mean, um, but our, our lives get busy, our lives get ahead of us and we, we don't place as much value. I think in, in relationships, um, I think it's even harder, uh, as, as a married man, you know, cause yes, the, the relationship I have with my wife, that is a, a that is a fellowship, you know, that it's not a fellowship, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a, a relationship. It's a community. It's something that there's a, there's a different relationship that we have together. Um, but even us as, as a young married couple, you know, we have to go out of our way to hang out with others. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super easy, um, to, to get, disconnected from people and then when we're going through stuff and we're having a hard time you know we either bottle up or we post something on facebook (laughs) i mean i don't (laughs) i'm grown enough not to but you know that's what i'm saying the circumstances like that yeah i mean that happens because we we don't have a community we're not in community we're not in fellowship the, the bible says to you know don't forsake a fellowship, yeah. You know what I mean, uh, so we want to stay connected with people. Um, is there anything that you do to to try to help yourself stay connected?
1: Yeah, you know that's a great question. And here's what I always challenge myself with: Am I being vulnerable in my relationships? That's good yeah. because I feel like it's real easy to just have those surface level connections. How you doing? I'm good. You know, like <laughs> right? things is things is good. You know, like blessing highly Yeah, been, brother. you know, Christian answers and all this stuff, right? Like it's real easy to slip into that. And sometimes you have good intentions. You're just like, I don't want to burden them with all this, you mm-hmm. know, like or you or sometimes you don't have time. Yeah. Right? So you're like, you're like, man, this is gonna take like an hour and a half and right. I'm good, bro. You know, <laughs> just yeah. pray for me. You know? And uh, but you know, in my relationships I, I continually challenge myself on vulnerability. And I yeah. think one of the reasons why is because that was such a, a big deal. What stopped me from Being connected with other people is Mm. not being vulnerable. And the more I I was able to be vulnerable, the deeper my connections got. The more I seen the Lord move through these connections. Right where where people would have words for me, and people would like, "Man, you were on my heart at the right time." You know how it goes. Struggling, you get a text. You are like, "Oh man, praise God." You know, like, (laughs) but I think a lot of that stems from vulnerability. And if you are not being vulnerable, then you are not doing relationships right. Yeah, you know. And so I think. That's something that I, I, I continually, like, who am I being vulnerable with? And if I'm like, if I have to think about it, then I know that I need to get connected with somebody. I need to set up a meeting. I need to be honest. I need to be real. I need to, you know,
0: it, just share what's going on in my life. Yeah, you know? yeah it's good, man. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's True. huge. Yeah. Our, our connection with people, our, our fellowship with people, mm-hmm. it, it's so crucial. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, Jesus didn't do his walk alone. He could have, yeah. He could have very easily. No, forget y'all. I can. I got this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, he purposely like brought people along with him. You know, could have been easy to be like, y'all need food. I got you. These guys are gonna, you know, they'll be waiters. But he did everything in community. Like he did every uh, all the major things. The only thing that he didn't do in community was when he spent time alone with the father. Sure. Like everything else, yeah. you know, he he did alongside of others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean. And I think on that note, too, community is something that has been a real big uh, foundational pillar for my life. Just coming into community, understanding what it is, how to operate in it. It goes both ways, right? Like, you know, there's people that give you that word, but you need to give those words to, to people as well. Like it but just the idea the concept behind community understanding that we weren't created to to live alone we weren't right. created to go through things alone no yeah. matter how petty or how small or whatever it is that you're going through like that's what relationship is for these yeah. these people you know whoever god places in your life they have things to add to you and you have things to add to them and if you don't if you don't nurture those relationships then I feel like I strongly feel like you won't be able to grow past a certain point. Definitely. You
0: know, and God will give you those different relationships because there's some relationships where, you know, it is going to be a lot of, Hey, I'm there for you. Sure.
1: You know, sure.
0: But, but God will give you and give you direction where, you know, there's going to be relationships where this is going to be a lot more mutual. Yeah. Yeah. Where I can give to you, I can share with you, help you uh, ask you to help me carry my weight and I can carry yours, you know, and then there's going to be relationships um, that are going to be above you as well. Where It's going to be a lot more taken from them. Yeah. You know, which isn't completely wrong. I mean, you're still giving back to them in in different senses, um, but you're you're relying on them to help you, to help you grow, to help you mature. You know, you think of your your senior pastor or uh, whoever your church leader would be um, in a department or however that you know works in everybody's different scenario. But
1: I just on that note, you know, I remember when when I was being discipled early on, and one of the guys that was discipling me told me that at every time in your life you need to have three relationships yeah you need to have somebody who's a paul somebody who you're learning from somebody who's a timothy somebody who you're instructing and then a barnabas somebody who's doing life right alongside of you yeah. they can encourage you in your walk and you guys are going and i never forgot that and i've always i've always took inventory of that in my relationships like okay who's my who's my paul who's that kind, who's that person that can just tell me listen bro you're not seeing it right and me go I trust you. Yeah. Like, I trust I trust your wisdom, and I trust your discernment, and I tr- I trust your, uh, you know, I don't want to say it like that, but you're further along in this game. Like, yeah. you've been doing it longer. You're more experienced. Yeah, I trust your With- wisdom. Seasoned. Yeah, you're, you know, and, and then there's people that you are. You, the basis of your relationship is instructing them in the, in the Word of God, instructing them in how to handle life, and then, then there's people who are doing life right alongside of you, you yeah. know, that just encourage you along the way. You encourage them, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, so I've always remembered that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think that's one of the one of the things I really want to come across, uh, even just in this podcast, like for people to to listen to this, get inspired about you know where their relationships are, how oh. important their their relationships are, and then like you just said, take inventory. Mm-hmm. Because for me, you know, doing this is great. It's something that I got put on my heart, and it's fun. I mean, you know, God gave me the gift of Chatterbox. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so me talking too, is easy. <laughs> me too. Um, but I could easily just do this without the microphones you know what i'm saying me and you could hang out kick it have the same exact conversation um but the purpose behind it is to encourage somebody you know because we all we all have seasons man mm-hmm. where we don't want to connect with people that's right there's some seasons. i mean even in my that's mature right. walk you, right, you know mature ish whatever maybe. you want to call it yeah. walk like, there are seasons where I'm like, dude, I do not want to kick it <laughs> yeah. like, like, I'm not trying to get around nobody, yeah. whatever, but I need that. It's True. those seasons where you really don't want to connect with people that you usually need it go. the most. That's it. You know, and I, I hope that this, this pet message, this podcast, um, will encourage people to just take inventory. You know, where I am, where am I at with my relationships? Am I being accountable to somebody? You know, am I, am I walking alongside it, or am I trying to do this thing on my own? Cause again, God, things that God did in the Bible, he did to show us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. nine times out of 10, it was to show us. Yeah. You know I mean, he could have created the foundations of the earth and just said, I made it, mm-hmm. but he showed us a process. Right. Um, and the same thing, Jesus could have just done it. I did miracles. There were some people with me, but he showed us the process in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, he showed us that there was people alongside him. Um, and I think it's important for us to grasp that if it was important to God, then it's got to be important to us. Mm hmm. You know a fellowship of community, if being around other believers is important to god it's got to be important to us you know um, I just think about just even the foundation man it's not good for man to be alone, you know he spoke that about a wife, but you got to get to that level too, you know before yeah. you get to the so- wifey level. It's not, still not good for you to be alone, (laughs) you know, surround yourself with some brothers, surround yourself with some sisters in Christ, whatever the case is, especially when you have relationships that you value, that you you already know, Mm -hmm. because sometimes those are the hardest ones, but when you can keep them, when you can keep them going, um, you know, the guys that I, I do music with and whatnot, I've been friends with them for, uh, about 10 years too, around that same season that I started getting into ministry and, we all have to be intentional with each other uh, because our relationship is strong and it's on a foundation, mm-hmm. you know, on a good foundation. We have to be intentional to keep that relationship going. Uh, and it's really important that I hope that, uh, like I said, people get out of this podcast that to value having those people in your life, having people who are like-minded, equally yoked in your life yeah. and, and pushing amen. you forward. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Mr. Uh, Delgado is a media master of, of sorts a uh, jack of all trades, a master of at least a handful
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like to think so no, right
0: <laughs> um, but uh they can find information on uh, you're doing a lot of stuff right now with the uh, digital yeah, media yeah man. I'm I, doing I, a lot
1: of stuff you can find uh, you can find me on instagram, Facebook and twitter all at the handle at i am jesse delgado j-e-s-s-e-d-e-l-g-a-d-o
0: yeah and you're doing a lot of really cool stuff right now just trying to help uh, talk a little bit about uh, the project you got going on right now with your uh, digital marketing stuff
1: yeah so really what i'm trying to do is you know i've i've had some success in filmmaking photography and i just started coming into marketing within the last couple years and i've already been been getting some success and i i'm currently hold a marketing position right now for which i'm not qualified (laughs) but that's how the Lord works and so I'm, I'm incredibly excited to now look at ways that I can give back um, in, the, in the beginning of 2018, I quit my sales job that I had for, oh man, 13 years wow. and just quit it because I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing what I loved. And then uh, three months later, a position opened up for me to be a director of marketing and to make films and do everything I love. And so, you know, just being overwhelmed with God's goodness is just like, man, I got to give back. Yeah. You know, I kind of, kind I don't want to say grew up, but, you know, when I first came into the faith, I was into CHH, Christian hip hop, <laughs> and I, I knew. A lot of artists, I've done a lot of their music videos and things like that, and I see a, a kind of a need there, and that is some of these artists lack some of the resources and and knowledge to be able to help market their products because they're doing it all. They got small budgets. They're doing it all on their own. And I want to be a resource for them. I want to help people with their marketing. I want to help people, you know, get freedom from their jobs that are causing them unhappiness. Like mine was, I want to help people learn and figure out ways to monetize their passion, uh, spread their message, build the kingdom, spread the gospel. I mean, all of those things. And I believe that in today's society, uh, two of the best ways to do that is through video and also through, uh, marketing. So I want to help people do that. So if you follow me, that's the kind of content that you're going to be getting filmmaking, content creation, as well as digital marketing strategies.
0: It's dope stuff. And Jesse's always got an awesome, just word that he gives out to, you know, everything that he's doing, like you said, he's doing it to glorify the kingdom. Um, so a lot of times if you follow him, you're not just going to get, you know, how to shoot a video, but you'll get an encouraging word too. So uh, definitely check out my boy, uh, Jesse Delgado. Or if any of you guys uh, remember the Fresh Prince, I like to call him Jesse (laughs) DeLeghetto. I appreciate it. All right, bro. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. We had an awesome time. I hope you enjoyed it. I got some amazing guests lined up for the next few weeks. Make sure you tune in, like, subscribe, follow our Instagram page for the contest going on. Thank you. See you next time. Well, hear you next time? Talk to you next time? I don't know. Thanks for tuning in.